This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. नमस्कार हेलो अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते व्हेन द पब्लिक पेज द पब्लिक इज सर्व्ड एंड व्हेन एडवर्टाइजर्स पे एडवर्टाइजर्स सर्व्ड सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज व्हेन यू पे वी मेक श्योर दैट वी डू न्यूज दैट सर्व्स यू ओके विद दैट माय रटा रटाया लाइन लेट मी इंट्रोड्यूस द पैनल टुडे आवर पैनल इज अ लिटिल थिन इन द सेंस दैट इट्स नॉट दैट वी आर अंडरफेड बट देयर नॉट मेनी ऑफ अस uh we have anand vardhan hello how's everything anand fine are you well fed yes yes okay. then we have managing editor raman kripal hi joining us from karnataka which city are you in or town i'm in, i'm in bangalore i'm back in bangalore uh manisha who's in bangalore covering the karnataka election along with amit are true interview reporters who are there because hello those of you who subscribe make sure that we can afford to send them all the manishas saving us money you're not staying in hotels you're staying with friends right yeah i'm staying with friends i eat one meal a day and, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah and just so I, so that our uh, the listeners if say the mufat khords who are listening to this and choosing our gyan and enriching their miserable lives but not paying us anything that one of the friends who manisha stayed with asked for a kidney in return because that person saw that ad That yatra. dot com ad है ना where it says हर बार हमारे साथ ही रहता है किडनी मांग लो दो होती हैं सबकी हमने इतने एहसान किए हैं उस पर so that we don't have to take एहसान more we need to subscribe so our reporters can stay in hotels and not with friends so anyway on that note to the miserable मुफ्त खोर्स who still many of them will not be shamed because the number who listen to the podcast and the number who subscribe is so stark I'm shocked at how बेशरम and कंजूस some people listening to this are yes you okay on that polite My note god yeah i mean <laughs> one of those moods so okay so i'll just tell you what all we'll discuss there's of course the karnataka election where manisha is going to tell us what the scene on the ground is she has a ear to the ground siddharamayya commits a gaff praises modi twice during the campaign speech so he's he's doing what amitsha did isha amitsha wanted to trash someone he was trashing yadurappa <laughs> siddharamayya's praising modi so um I I wonder if it's something in the water of Karnataka. Rahul Gandhi said something about being okay to become pri- prime minister and the PM has seized upon it and I've seen some of his speeches bade shock se wo jhoot pe jhoot phelte hain. Then the Aligarh Muslim University Jinnah Rao the Jinnah portrait AMU VC tells students not to fall in the trap of certain forces in inverted commas. And they were there was tension at Delhi's Jamia Millia over slogans on Jinnah and an apparent intimidation of hindu students then there was the kaveri board can't give more water to Ka- can't give more kaveri water to tamil nadu karnataka tells the supreme court and the supreme court has come down heavily on the central government saying that dudes this is contempt of court since you guys are just not carrying out our order okay then one story that did not get much traction on television but i found very disturbing was the gurugram namaz rao with um i mean Two weeks ago, it was a very small bunch of people had prevented, you know, a bunch of Muslims from reading the namaz. This time, it was more organized. But on the upside, there is a group of, uh, you know, citizens who seem to be a little more, you know, evolved who went uh, and marched and said, "Look, let's not create problem. If they want to pray here, just as long as they're not blocking the road." And then Vijay Mallya loses the five one point five five billion asset case in the UK courts. Now we will see what becomes of him. I doubt not much is going to happen, and we have a bunch of mails. But first, Manisha, let's start with you. 
Yes. You have attended Modi rally? I have attended two Modi rallies. Okay. I kicked off the election uh, whatever coverage with a Modi rally and I ended it with a Modi rally. <laughs> I see. So, uh, and yeah. did you attend a Rahul one rally? I couldn't I couldn't manage to attend Rahul Gandhi's rallies because uh, I the ones that were in Bangalore I was in Mandya and then yesterday they were all corner meetings so I um, didn't manage to attend a Rahul Gandhi rally unfortunately. So and it would have been interesting to see. And which part of the state is Amit in? Amit is currently in Dharwar. I see. So he's there and then he's going to Bidar uh, I think and then he's coming back to Chamundeshwari which is south Mysore old region. So how different is the election there or is it at all different from what we okay, got we So I'll start with a little bit on what I have covered what I have seen. Uh, I basically travel to the old Mysore region uh, which is the Mandya district. It's um, agrarian uh, it's known as the sugar belt is one of the most intensive sugar production takes place in Mandya all of them are farmers uh, most of them are involved in either sugarcane farming or silkworm farming and water is like a perpetual problem there uh, it's uh, both these crops require intense water so water is one of the key problems there and it's also a jds stronghold so uh, many people you meet there are big kumar swami fans and you don't hear much of this in the national media because uh, even when you look at kumar swami and jds's uh, campaign style uh, all their advertisements are in regional newspapers all the interviews are with regional guys so they don't get much prominence in national media but in the region where i traveled it's a, a jds stronghold and a lot of vocaligas there which support uh, kumar swami so uh, what i i got the sense that I, speaking to a lot of people there was there is this image of kumar swami as this guy who's you know a son of the soil and he's going to help the farmers if you look at all his posters also he's you know dressed like a kisan with a big hull so okay. you uh i think that is one of the regions where they are hoping to get the most out of so i'm just curious and, um, sorry manisha considering he's yeah. the not hmm. so much a son of the soil as a son of a prime minister as hmm. hd devagoda's son how does a man surely being a son of a prime minister is a privileged position how has hmm. he managed to position himself as a son of the soil i'm just curious i mean are people there kind of well because he's from there a so it's like it's also a regional thing that he's from our place and all his positioning is like that you know he's like doing stuff for farmers if, if there's a farmer suicide in the village he goes there personally gives them money so there are lots of cases where families talk about how he's personally visited them helped them out so he's been in touch with that base and also of course vocaligas i mean it's he's a vocaliga and he gets a lot of um, support from vocaligas so it's also casting uh, that is one thing that i think his his daily connect with the Uh, people of Mandya is what makes a lot of them feel that he's okay. I have a question. He's going to work for us. I I have been seeing the interviews of uh, Mr. Kumar Swami and his father, Mr. Devagoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Devagoda, to me, he doesn't seem all there. I, I don't know. He is he all there? <laughs> he's very old, and uh, when like you ask local journalists here, you know, like Devagoda said, I'll stop talking to Kumar Swami if he joins hands with BJP. I'll disown him. उसके नीचे कुमार स्वामी 
and mayawati has very clearly said that you know we have to keep communal forces out basically hinting at bjp so the whole thing about uh, who they're going to side with if they are king makers so to speak is actually pretty confusing like yeah, most people say you don't know till the very end who these guys will go with okay i don't know who will win or not but if they are they're going to be the swing factor i will put my hmm. money they'll go with bjp anyway that's how, just my view. how many seats did yeah, they have what is interesting is uh, sorry raman sir is the, asking how I mean, many just seats the mayawati factor is ha- what i think is uh, the how many seats how many seats did they have earlier raman is asking jds they've never been uh, they've never been a strong i mean unlike say an aidmk or a, a dmk they've never been a strong uh, uh, sort of a regional force in karnataka i think they secured about 25 seats in the previous assembly elections i think if i'm not mistaken hmm okay uh i'm not really sure about the seat how much did they get in the but what congress and bjp are of course the strong forces jds is not that strong a regional force say when you compare it to like an aidmk or a dmk it's more it's more concentrated like i said in the mandya region where i especially uh, visited i see but um yeah but then again i mean uh, speaking of mandya just finishing that thought uh, uh sidaramayya's people also have a real uh, bjp is not there at all i mean not, not many people talk about bjp even though the people have great things to say about uh, modi so if there's a modi rally even in south uh, karnataka where people don't speak any hindi at all there's a lot of curiosity people really want to go there people want to see him in most rallies i attended people uh, were cheering at modi when he was speaking in hindi so even when there was like without even knowing what he's saying because the translation comes after he's spoken so the people cu- would just cheer you know right in the beginning yeah uh, so so the cult of modi's reached there okay just so for our yeah. listeners um the, in 2013 uh, the janta dal secular had um 40 seats out of 220 okay and uh, 222 and they have uh, two seats out of 25 lok sabha seats from the from the region Anyway, so um, um, we'll just come back to you, Anand. You've been seeing—I mean, the coverage generally. Um, what do you make of it? Is it—is it good? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, for a change, have found that the coverage of this election is better. Maybe people take up issues more in Karnataka than they do others. Okay. Uh, there's rhetoric, but there's also issues are being taken up. Uh, I think it is one of the most over-covered elections in mm. recent times. Uh, it is one of yeah. the most over-covered be- because of two factors. Mm. Uh, it's a big estate and the only estate which has gone to gone uh, gone to polls. It uh, it is a beneficiary of the single advantage that Bihar elections were in mm. 2015. Mm. Uh, second is of course the proliferation of media houses so there are too many media houses to cover just one election mm. so uh, uh, it's uh, so uh, what has emerged is a pattern that uh, uh, the parachute uh, journalism that uh, that people are sharing each other's perspectives so it's cycling in the mainstream media it's recycling so hmm. someone is uh, so they are exchanging narratives that you give one narrative i would good one so hmm. that kind of coverage and oversupply of narratives and that's also but isn't one of the reasons also because of this whole thing of bjp breaking into the south uh, 
maybe maybe but it's uh, karnataka uh, I, i as i have said earlier would not be a well weather state to uh, have a, a sense of 2019 so uh, still it is important for reasons that we have discussed in last podcast i see raman sir i think uh, he, as he said that media has given it a lot of hype uh, i also feel that in 2019 if anybody who is going to decide the fate of any political party is the the two states one is uttar pradesh and another is rajasthan okay. i think these are the two states which are going to determine the election so in karnataka i think the hype has been given but uh, having said that uh the media has been able to you know create a uh, you know a kind of uh, uh curiosity among the you know people to know that who is going to win they are trying to make it as a pitch for 2019 election okay also manisha uh, mm-hmm. this um, sidaramaiya he is if i understand correctly the son of a cattle herder right or he was a cattle herder himself yeah uh, and he comes from very uh, humble origins now yeah, maybe he is he's a purba so maybe his um, i mean maybe he says that because his his speeches are probably in kannada but mm-hmm. um just the frequency with which modi brings up his humble origins although there is no recorded history of him having really worked i mean no i mean i find it fascinating people who have no childhood friends or memory no one can come and say yeah he used to sit next to me or i used to buy tea from him so i do believe a mm-hmm. lot of modi's narratives all made up shit but mm-hmm. but the frequency with which he brings it up that this is what i did when i was young that sidarmaya bring it up because in his when he's talking english mm-hmm. i i mean till i read about it i had no idea that he comes from such a humble background i thought like other congresses he was also a son of some other congressy um we probably don't know about it because you know you, we don't see him giving many english speeches or he's not been in the limelight and the way modi is yeah but maybe for like through the year but people know of his kurba i mean the kurba community is back no no i'm people not saying people don't know of it here's what i'm asking i'm not saying, he doesn't no, no. invoke it so much yeah i'm talking about invoking do, it in speeches i'm you see I, that uh, there is a uh, what do you say there's an imprint of that in the kind of schemes that he has come out with so he he uh, the congress government is something uh, they, they call their schemes bhagyas so sidarmaiya has given like like uh, people have called it unbridled populism and all that but last year you gave like free rice free milk free you know cattle subsidies uh, pensions for transgenders uh, they came up with a scheme where farmers instead of buying equipment uh, for agricultural work can lend uh, can uh, take it on loan from um, the government so in terms of his perception as i mean even though he may not keep talking about um, his humble origins the work that he does kind of signals it because his his government is all about working for the poor and lots of subsidies and lots of free stuff and lots of looking at farmers SCs okay just one thing i'd like to add though uh, which i got to know and i thought that was pretty interesting was in karnataka even though he is a kurba who, uh, which is a backward caste but um, in karnataka you have something called the left hand dalits and the right hand dalits so the left hand dalits are untouchable so called untouchables like the madigas and the right hand are so called touchable dalits and the perception among a lot of people is that a lot of the things that sidaramaiya has done have all been cornered by the right hand dalits uh, which also have a great uh, representation in his government like he has ministers from uh, you know that caste 
and he seemed to be doing a lot for the so-called right-hand touchable Dalits, and there is a lot of resentment among the left-hand Dalits who feel that a lot of uh, lot of the schemes and a lot of the populism just didn't benefit them. So there was a lot of, I mean, among if you speak to local grassroots journalists, there is a lot of talk about how that could affect his chances of coming back. The perception among the really downtrodden that uh, the pre-meal, so to speak, has you know uh, gotten right. away with all the stuff that he's done. Huh. Which, uh, is it is it true that most of the cabinet uh, union cabinet ministers are camping in Karnataka? Oh, that was a uh, uh, so it's not uh, not all. Uh, I put out a tweet saying 52. That's not correct. There are about 35 guys today that have come down. BJP leaders, including Sambit Patra. Sambit Patra is doing a road show in Ubli. <laughs> <laughs> are, you really are you covering it? Are you covering it? Why are we coming here? Where is Ubli? Ubli is. I don't know the direction. Why? I can't place. How far? How far it is from Bangalore? You are. You should be at the Sambit Patra road show, dude. There is. So oh, in case, in where? case Amit no, is close by. No, no. It's not close to. Amit, see, see we can do the serious coverage, but we need a little bit of comedy also. I mean, every Karan Arjun has to have a Johnny Lever. Yeah, we need a bloody comic relief, man. Imagine a Sambit Patra road show. Sambit. How cute. Ubli, <laughs> I'd go and pull okay, his cheek. Cutie pie, cutie pie, road show, cutie pie. Oh, okay. Really, I don't know how. Uh, I, it's really amazing. Like Sambit Patra, even Manoj Tiwari. Manoj Tiwari is doing a road show at 11. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's really, actually, you know, if you look at the way BJP has. It's at this point. It's like Sidaramaya versus Government of India versus BJP. Mm. It's, a, it's literally like there are Chief Minister Raman Singh uh, came. Then uh, your Madhya Pradesh, uh, um, this guy Shivraj Singh Chauhan did a rally. So it's literally like every important leader, a national spokesperson, central minister, or even like people like Sambit Patra and Manoj Tiwari have just descended doing these massive road rallies, But which you is know- kind of unfair. I mean. It's, It, this should be and and Yadurappa, no one's talking about. <laughs> Even in BJP rallies, when you attend, a lot of the workers are like Yadurappa, who never made a team. Someone younger should have been the CM. So they know they don't have a strong CM candidate to sort of you know go against Sidaramaya, which is why this whole BJP uh, top command has just descended onto Karnataka. And uh, Manisha, you did a story on farmers. So hmm. how do you see their problem and how do they relate it politically? Like in Mandya, a lot of there is a lot of JDS support. A lot of people have good things to say about the Congress schemes. Uh, you know, so I met a few families that said that uh, he's done actually done something for us. So we rather vote for people who've done for us rather than voting for people who are promising to do things for us. Hmm. But I think yeah, farmers. Every house has a different story. I mean, you meet. I met one woman whose husband committed suicide like five months ago, and she was like, "It's such a big headache." Because apparently in a village you're forced to give an uh, give a vote also. Party workers will come in like force you out of the house and say vote karke aao. So she hmm. doesn't want to vote for anyone. She's just like I'll just go and press whatever button comes in. It's just a pain in the so, ass. Yeah. There's also the feeling that their everyday reality is not going to change irrespective of whoever comes. Right. Uh, um, to par. But you know it changes so much. I mean, you every village will have like five houses, and all five houses will have different things to tell you in terms of political leanings or what elections mean to them. Okay, one last la- last question related to Karnataka. So mm-hmm. we also don't overdo Karnataka election. Or uh, Raman sir has a question, then we'll move on. No, no. Today the Delhi, mm-hmm. uh, you know, had uh, this story from Karnataka. Mm-hmm. Uh, from mm-hmm. one residence, one apartment, we got around ten thousand. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That that the cards. Yeah, yeah, this story has been going the rounds, and Arke there's Nagar. been a thing on Nagar. the Congress, yes. and then the Congress has counterstinged the stung BJP. So that's yeah. yeah I've <laughs> seen the stings. Although <laughs> one thing I think about that coverage, one everyone was reporting 
there's this new guy who's been discovered by television channels i guess because everybody's elsewhere this web have something a bjp spokesperson mm. just like mm. that saurashtra what's that lady's name subhrashtra Subhrashtra. Yeah. She was the India Foundation. Yeah. yeah. So earlier, when basically the the entry point for all losers with very little to say is NDTV, because no BJP is oh, there, there's oh, an embargo. No. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. There's an embargo. No serious BJP leader is allowed to go on NDTV. So whenever they have a debate, they make do with anyone who'll talk on behalf of NDTV. So this Subhrashtra was the one. She created a you know brand for herself, and then she started appearing in other channels. Otherwise, she only used to appear in, and because no one else wanted her. Same thing, this web have guy has done. And yesterday, I saw on the channels. Basically, you can sit and say any shit, and no one is going to challenge you. He was on other channels de- debating this. A, the election commission said all those nine thousand six hundred some of the cards are not fake. They're genuine. They're genuine cards. Uh-huh. Yet they were going on saying fake cards. No one was correcting them. The election commission has clarified it's not a fake card. Then there was this memorabilia. There were these posters. Images are there. No other images have come out. There were no such posters. There were no cash discovered with it. So on this story, I think, and this is uh, political parties do this a lot. You just make up any shit, then no one knows what to mm. believe. Right. Today lies has been used. If you say one lie, it is caught. If you say a thousand lies, then everything just gets cluttered. Absolutely. That's what's happened with this story. I think. Mm. Who the fuck knows and who the fuck cares? Like who's at fault here now anymore? No, no, no. The credible story which uh, it looks like that uh, some political parties have bought these uh, uh, you know election cards and uh, this story i think came out in times of india today mm. uh, where 100 rupees for a card and they they have uh, quoted some people of course uh, they have not given the names that mm. yes we had sold out we had we had sold uh, these from the election cards. commission No, no. These people uh, who had their election cards, like if I have an election card, I sold it off to a political party for hundred bucks. Okay, so here's uh, my re- okay, here's like my that. Card. So, so th- this is what this looks more credible. Mm-hmm. I would not Then say others, that uh, right. because of this. Yes. Anyway, okay. I'll just move on with two emails, and um, then we'll move on to the other issues. Now, these two emails are related to the same subject. So, here's the first. Madhu is not here because a lot of this is actually. um from madhu dear hafta team greetings from a subscriber and congratulations on completing 170 episodes thank you sneha this is from sneha by the way this is in response to madhu's specific question about people who might offer sexual favors for professional gains and whether one should judge them the answer is yes it's a simple question of equal opportunity people that choose to readily offer sexual and other favors for professional gain perpetuate an exploitative work culture which according to the last memo we all received is not what we want to do in this context it's not simply about consent which is an understanding between those directly involved but a wider social contract that we make as citizens when we seek and offer merit based employment those who betray this contract through unfair means and bribery are putting other contenders at a disadvantage and should clearly be judged as such i'm talking about people in the context you were discussing not someone who is choosing to give it as an alternative to death by starvation on a different note the maharashtra farmers rally has been discussed several times for how unusually peaceful and disciplined it was i just wanted to point to an interesting potential link between this and the varkari pilgrim culture of maharashtra part of the bhakti tradition and centered around saints mystics and poets like tukaram dyaneshwar bahinibai and many more who preached the message of personal devotion to vithal avatar vishnu rather than dogmatic faith 
They belong to a variety of castes and communities and so do their followers. Coming to the point, since 800 years, Varkaris undertake waris, that is mass pilgrimages, every year, often involving as many as 800,000 extremely chilled out men, women and children walking over 300 kilometers over a period of 20 days. On the way, they sing Abhangas, hymns of love and wisdom composed by the saints and other musical delights. It's quite a sight. The Varkari tradition is permeated through much of rural Maharashtra and my proposition is this could have something to do with the peaceful and disciplined nature of the farmer's rally. Also, she adds, this is, in sh- this is a short but important addition to my earlier uh, piece. To be clear, the judgment for anyone who chooses to offer sexual favors in return of professional perks should have nothing to do with puritanism or the sexual nature of the bribe, as it is so ho- as is so horribly often the case, but purely for reasons of equal opportunity described in my email. And needless to say, the person taking favors must, of course, be judged much more harshly. Thanks. Thank you, Sneha. That was an extremely well-written and well-articulated email. But I have a related email on the same subject by a very annoyed and angry subscriber, Sayani. So I'll have to read Sayani's email after yours. uh, And that has a slightly different viewpoint than yours. So Sayani goes on to say, Hello, Abhinandan and the News Laundry team. Thanks for responding to my rant on Twitter. Uh, Sayani is referring to, she tagged me on Twitter that her mail wasn't taken by Shubham. So she was complaining that why has it been left out just because I've attacked you guys. I said, no, send it to me directly. Shubham, did you miss out Sayani's mail? Sayani, Shubham is denying any such omit, omitting your mail. So obviously you didn't send it at the right email ID. Anyway, you sent it to me. I've <laughs> got it here. Thanks for responding to my rant on Twitter and that too for an email which is full of brickbats. I have been a subscriber for close to two years and love NL's work. But the Hafta panels, okay, mostly Abhinandan and Anand Vardhan's, opinions on women's issues make me very, very mad. Whether it is Me Too or Aziz Ansari or TN Governor touching the journalist's cheek, Abhinandan had to be reminded it was a completely unprofessional conduct, which you should have realized in the first place, before dismissing it as a cultural issue that plagues Indians. Or Saroj Khan's atrocious defense of the film industry. On Hafta 169, the latter and sexual harassment at workplace quickly degenerated into how women use sex to further their professional ambitions, thanks to Anand Vardhan triggering it. Anand, you are also being accused of this. I stand by it. <laughs> okay. I hope you realize the power differential that exists between men at the helm and women who are trying to break into a male-dominated profession. Yes, some women consent, but please don't forget that consent can be grudgingly given considering that the powerful man is in a position to make or break a woman's career. Not everyone is mentally or financially strong enough not to give in. It is not rape, but dismissing it as not being sexually exploitative is shockingly myopic, misogynist and a complete misreading of the Me Too movement. I'm sorry compromising for academic positions or jobs in the film industry or in the film industry does not absolve men simply because we were not aware of the circumstances under the women were forced to compromise. That is sexual exploitation on the NL platform giving voice to the same vicious narrative as right-wingers and MRAs. What are MRAs? Men's rights activists. Okay. Says Chitranshu from the corner. That subjugates the voice of women who are finally finding the courage to come out is unfortunate. And no, I'm not twisting Anandarudan's remarks and accusing unfairly of attacking women because what he says has always been said to undermine women who publicly accuse their harassers. I repeat, not everyone is mentally or financially strong enough to give in. Madhu brought up the topic of to judge or not to judge. Women who say they are willing to do anything to succeed in their careers, I think we should never judge those women. Rather, only the men who have created the situation in which women have resigned themselves 
to a fate where earlier you sleep with the boss to survive else kiss your career goodbye i was disappointed to see that some erudite hafta panelists think like this because i shudder to even think the large in population so uh, and 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 she's gone on you can read um, the rest of sayani's mail Uh, which will be published she says i miss dipanjana so much she says manisha has countered this on these opinions many times but she never goes full ballistic because <laughs> she's super sweet and uh, she is complimented your um, coverage with amit and ts sudhir so fine so before i let anand defend himself sayani i will kind of at the risk of sounding a little um, uh, offensive say that you're a little hysterical and i'll tell you why i say that because what you seem to think is there is only this reality and nothing exists that you cannot see anything else like here's what i'm saying i think majority majoritarianism whatever this hindu is a serious problem in our country but does that mean minority appeasement doesn't exist i think it does shabano was minority appeasement you can say today is not the time to talk about it because today the problem is a bigger one of hindu bullying but to say that there has never been any minority appeasement is a ridiculous point of view so sayani what i think is that your vehemence at dismissing any other reality ki bhai sirf meri reality reality baki reality gadhe hain i think is misplaced i don't think what you're saying is wrong but i don't think what you're saying is the complete god's equation that includes everything i think there is something else that you tend to leave out i'm not saying it is as big a problem as are important as what you're saying but you're saying it doesn't exist that i think is problematic and doesn't do the narrative any favors because then there is no place for nuance ever and uh, what you're saying is factually incorrect in my view and i'll let you weigh in and then we can move on no no just two three things first is that uh, i am not a fan of uh, political correctness degenerating into political prudishness hmm. and uh, i don't go by grand theories by by but by my own observations mm. and uh, what i said was based on my observations and i stand by it second as the previous mail explained that it's also a case of equal opportunity there are many women who have not compromised to take that easy uh, ladder for careerist uh, uh, goals Hmm. so uh, uh, so they, they have not been provided <laughs> level playing so, field so, so they have not been provided that level playing field and uh, along with that men have not been provided who were aspirants for the same job sure. so uh, it's also a denial of equal opportunity so uh, i stand by what i have said so yeah like and like i said i'm not saying that what's any what you're saying is not a problem and maybe a bigger problem but your complete rejection that there is another side is not how debate happens in my view amanisha you want to step in and correct me and anand and tell us we are dicks be a vehement opposer uh, no i think that uh, apropos the whole thing of women getting sleeping around and then getting whatever they do whatever getting ahead in life is is just uh, you hear that for almost every successful woman whether it's the newsroom or the boardroom any woman who's doing well it's so i would say that may, maybe anand has had some personal experience where he's known of some cases but by and large what i have seen is it's just vicious rumor mongering for any woman who's successful so any woman who's successful it's mostly because either she's flirting with her boss or because she slept with her boss or because she's carried some sort of sexual favors or she's using her charms these are kind of gossips that you hear in every office and i'd say 99% of the time they have no uh, there's really no credence to it right it's not an issue for me i mean when you're talking about women's rights me too i don't think bringing up uh, 
how women can use their charms to get ahead in life is even a topic yeah but that's not but me. yeah but it wasn't in but, that um, context yeah no, but maybe I, i think our, our discussion is when you look at now there's another case against sadan and menon who's one of he's like uh, you know he's been accused of harassment and uh, there's been a complaint in acj and acj has simply said that uh, no we can't do anything for it and these are you know we're going to take sadan and may take legal action and he won't take the next one year course so when you have issues like this where you know the institution doesn't want to act the sadan and menon is a very powerful sort of a journalist not powerful journalist but a journalist with his own clique and his own supporters who will come and you know sure. uh, support him and indulge in victim blaming i think those are the bigger issues in me too not like even if uh, these you know like abhinandan said even if it is true that there are there is another reality i don't think it's of much importance in no, the larger conversation of no no uh, no I, okay that may not be of much importance but i think there is this point and unless one acknowledges this point i think credibility will be an issue and i have actually mm-hmm. been proved right on this because there were many feminists who came up after that that remember that blog about that woman with that uh, aziz ansari was that comedian aziz ansari i mean it, mm-hmm. it it fractured it down the middle it was an idiotic piece and they tried to club it to the me too movement and that kind of yeah, yeah, suggested what's like yeah, let me yeah. and and like sani's point of view I, i mean i would say is would be that no that that also belongs in the harvey weinstein or what happened with franken al franken you know that mm. he was clubbed in with people like weinstein and with rapists what he did mm. was an inappropriate it's like it, it it's like saying someone who made a sexist remark is someone who's burned a bride i mean that mm. there is nuance mm. and to reject that there is nuance in my view is immature unwise and will not do the f- movement any favors no i agree there i agree um okay now i want to talk about something not because it was a big news event but because i feel very strongly about it and i am the host of this show <laughs> <laughs> so in haryana in gurgaon namaz is offered like it is also offered here when you go on aurobindo marg you know there's you see on jumme ki namaz a lot of people and a whole bunch of these um, some hindu outfit i forget the name it's some new i mean i've never heard it before there are many life. fringe our uh, groups which are coming up hmm. i think this one of them is parshuram acha <laughs> there's some parshuram as well so they kind of started shouting jai shri ram jai shri ram yahan par namaz nahi padhne denge aur ram rajya kaim hoga and there were quite a few uh, you know muslims there like several times more than this group and they just quietly got up and left and the next week after that the group that gathered there was bigger khattar said that no they are right that you should read namaz in the confines of then he later clarified saying no no you cannot dismiss them from re- i mean he he realized what he said was ridiculously uh, idiotic in the context it was um my concern is that the many people i know who are educated who know their stuff are sending me whatsapp you know i used to dismiss whatsapp and twitter as an idiot's pursuit but i'm not so sure anymore some idiots actually take it very fucking seriously and uh, i mean their entire life revolves around these social media crap and there was a picture of obviously photoshopped of this okla flyover near nehru place wala covered with people reading the mass they said this is what happens to delhi every every week and people like you don't say anything i'm like you fucking retard I'm, where did you get this picture like it doesn't happen here no i'm 56 and i have been seeing it uh, i i think i grew up uh, seeing them uh, having namaz on the roads i mean and nobody used to uh, interfere I mean, nobody just, used to say anything the only time where i think it was a problem and it was solved by bal thakre not in the good way but i think when the institution doesn't step in bal thakre is born 
Mahim Junction and all back in the I mean I I was not alive at the time but I've read about it and I've seen pictures uh, you know near town that Mahim Junction the, it used to get blocked during Jumma ki namaz because there were so many people and there's no place in Bombay the trains couldn't go through as it is the trains can't go through because there's really settlement and there these chief senex came and started thrashing everyone so the trains could go through and that is a problem by the railway police because they should have cleared it and because they didn't shiv sena came in so they're fine but this is in the fucking 70s we are in 2018 i haven't seen any mm. traffic get jammed because of namaz i mean and 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 if public places aren't okay where are rss shakhas held are they bloody held in uh, barilad parks every park you bloody go vasant kunj mm. these jackasses don't let kids play football these fat old men who can't my, touch their toes my my locality people had opposed it uh but uh, they threatened us and they're still holding shakha oh please this fucking body f- fuck it if you can afford to be fit and you're not fuck <laughs> off i think i am a complete so, oh my god i i, I am you get a barrage of hate mails for this treatment i fuck bring it on bloody your hate mails you can you know fold them in the fat between your bloody stomach what but, do you mean? but if you don't have a medical problem and if you're not if you're not uh, financially in a position that you can't you know take care of your health If you are in the position, take care of your health. You're fat. Fat people can be healthy, boy. It's not that. Okay, fine. Many thin, many thin anyway, people are unhealthy. That's How my, are you quitting health? Will that, that, that's breathe. my that's my rant. Anyone? Anyway, I want okay. to know yeah. I, what does Anand think? What uh, Raman sir thinks? Then Manisha. <laughs> like, do you think this should have been handled more seriously by Khattar? Do you think this is a dog whistle? Fuckers, go do what you want. Hindu government. People should be fit. About that. <laughs> No, no. About, <laughs> no, that's no, me. About Namaz. Arey, that was because no. Manisha was trying to make me do political correct things. Okay. Okay. Second, see if if there is a bias, if there is a concern in a society about who am uh, whoever is laying claim to public space, it will find uh, violent uh, manifestations in some fringe groups. so it this problem has not uh, come out uh, overnight uh, i i regularly visit gurgaon for different uh, reasons so uh, the auto walas have been complaining that they are not uh, getting to park in the public land the government land their autos for quite some months i have been hearing this so but some fringe groups some mili- uh, have taken advantage of this concern to tie with some militant causes or um, uh, rebel rousing or something like that so uh, now that other thing i am uh, i am a big fan of what about tree because uh, if you are in a disadvantaged position of uh, having your voice heard there is no other recourse but to resort to what about tree mm. but what about tree should not be about false equivalences mm. so uh, now there have been uh, this type of problems are generally dealt by district administration the state government had no business to uh, issue any statement on it Hmm. so khatter aired there hmm. so uh, divisional commissioner level di- district magistrate level these kind of problems come uh, they come during uh, durga puja processions they comes uh, about right to passes uh, 
but they are festivities whether muharram or and this in europe there is a list of uh, regular religious events and listed mm. the listed ones are festival and, and nawaz would fall into the regular one mm. so the reg- how to uh, re- regulate the regular religious practices mm. that district administration had to be have, has to be more imaginative about that is what so I think there should be a schedule which decides what falls yes, where yes. okay it okay. had it had never been uh, an issue with the district magistrate why because i had put some reporters on the job to find out if there were any complaints in the past mm. about people reading uh, having namaz mm. okay uh, so so the when they have spoken to the police there were no formal complaints in the past i mean it's it's very negligible if there are any mm. and uh, the police are also aware that the people uh, i mean even even the hospitals have allowed mm. uh, you know the muslims uh, to have the namaz, namaz in, the, hmm. in their premises hmm. there is there are corners hmm. in each hospital hmm. the big airports hospital have airports have hmm. it hmm. so i and if they there is a constraint in public space obviously the, as he as anand says district magistrate is definitely going to step in if somebody is blocking the traffic yeah but that is if you're blocking the traffic this huh. is not a case of trafficking block that is yes, where it's a, it is a case of just a park someone a sitting park. and doing yes. namaz or yes. in an open space so yes. if traffic is like i said what used to happen in mahim junction deserved deserves. a pushback but that is not what's happening here here it is mm-hmm. like saying if in the morning these uncles and aunties who are doing yoga someone comes and say are hato yoga nahi hoga yaar hato मैं ये बोल रहा हूँ यार हर जगह यहाँ आर एस एस शाखा लगती हैं ये मोटे मोटे आदमी अपने टोस छूने की कोशिश करते हैं अपने सड़े हुए कच्चे पहन के वहाँ जाके दस बोले यहाँ नहीं होगी अब आपको वहाँ शाखा करनी है करो यार आप दस मिनट एक्सरसाइज करते हो बीस मिनट बैठ के फिर दूसरे धर्मों की बुराई करते हो इसीलिए आप मोटे रह जाते हो अगर आप तीस मिनट एक्सरसाइज करते तो ठीक ठाक होते कर्नाटका में क्या हाल है वहाँ पर इसकी कुछ रेपकाशन हुई नमाज नहीं but no i agree and uh, i agree with ravan sir like if there are complaints then there's reason to act but this is obviously it's got nothing to do with obstruction or anything yeah. it's actually and namaz and yoga is a good equivalence because namaz is a little like yoga in the way they bend and get up and do ah. all that but sunai constipation nahi hoti dono karne se so group of 20 people are doing yoga somewhere obviously no one's going to crack down on them and this crackdown is about religion and showing muslims their place clearly it's, it's, not, it's, about, it's, it's really not about it's not about public places about, uh, uh, you know civil issues or traffic issues that they're creating is just about telling them that dude like know your place and matlab aukat mein raho basically sorry ha anand you saying ha now this really was about. this was uh, um, about uh, religious uh, practice hmm. now personal even uh, now take uh, this uh, week only a uh, news which didn't uh, gather much attention but uh, uh, which didn't get much attention was in tamil nadu where uh, a dalit uh, death procession was stopped from uh, going through a muslim area hmm. and uh, the houses were burned uh, there, there was a lot of violence and it didn't get much media attention hmm. so uh, it was a very private moment of grief there was a death in the family that the dalits were going through the area hmm. in tamil nadu hmm. so uh, coming to my legitimate what aboutry hmm. this also needs to be highlighted no but why do we compare the two i mean i don't see no, the any comparison be, be, because the there, that because the point of this fine, but why 
Because we started by discussing that this was didn't get uh, much media attention. Okay, no, but what I'll say is no, it got more than the case you're talking about. And I'll tell you the difference. And the say, same thing is the 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 Katwa rape case where there was a lot of what about rape about Assam rape why that I don't recall of a chief minister or the spokesman of party coming and saying that Dalits should first take permission from where their dead bodies can go. A Khattar equivalent is not there. A Patra equivalent is not there. So when you say, yeah, I'll just finish what I'm saying. So uh, the whataboutry is fine if you're just talking about the case. But often whataboutry is stripped of context in the sense that the Katwa rape was not a big issue because of rape itself. It was because there was a there, there, there was a procession in support of it with statements being made by those holding office in the party in power talking about how that was an illegitimate concern. That is what I'm saying. So I'm not saying, hmm. Yes. Uh, first, uh, the district magi- magistrate had issued that about the Dalit procession in hmm. Uttar Pradesh, not the chief minister. So, uh, uh, and... Uh, Sorry, what? District magistrate has done that, that if you have to pass... Uh, I know, what, that's what I'm saying, but if... So that's not exactly the chief minister, so... But I didn't say chief minister. You said, no... You I were, said if, like, the chief minister of Haryana made this comment after this, had there been an equivalent okay. on s- that? A second is that uh, if two say that two victims, which are co-claimants on social justice, Dalits and Muslims, the, the co-claimants, when they are in victim-perpetrator equation, the role of media, somehow, I have seen as a media consumer, is different. Well, I am ready to discuss two issues diff- separately, mm. but I mm. think when you equ- start equating, you are I am uh, belittling from, uh, I, I am talking from issue. media angle that it was not covered well. Hmm. No, but I and, think, yeah. but like I said, it everything works in a context. That's what it I, I had think. A context. It, it is context. Uh, stripped of context. Nothing like, for example, uh, now we're running out of time, but we should have a discussion next week on the angry Hanuman thing. Like mm-hmm. your thesis is a thesis as if the world around us doesn't exist. There is no Hindu Rashtra narrative. There is no RSS uh, dominance in no, office. I? So, like, if if one was like in an ether stripped of any social context, that makes sense but what i find that piece it completely ignores the world we live in what we see every I day have the, given people the context the, hmm. maybe i will discuss and defend it hmm. no no this hanuman in fact we had discussed it in the past hmm. but now i have one uh, incident to narrate Achha, what i had gone to the hills to my uh, this nanital district hmm. there's a place called mukteshwar hmm. uh, they uh, this uh, you have a taxi union Hmm. who have come up with this uh, Hanuman, uh, angry Hanuman on the, uh, this thing. On all the taxes. Uh, on all the taxes. Now, they are going from market to market and sifting out the Muslims, uh, you know, shops hmm. and telling them that we will tell you the prices that you're going to take for your, whatever you're selling. So, for for example, in the barber okay. shop, they gave, wow. uh, they gave this, uh, you know, the the rate list they they posted outside the outside his shop uh, that you are going to charge 10 rupees for cutting hair mm. and uh, 5 rupees for shave mm. so so the market uh, the the shop was shut mm. the shop was shut for almost 5 6 hours but i'm very very happy to note that the police chipped in the administration chipped in and they, they filed 
a case against three persons. Such so how person is related who, to angry Hanuman? Who were, who were uh, because they were the angry Hanuman. Uh, they, they, they use the that guys, as a They're using it as a symbol, and they are the ones you who are going pay, from anyone one. Anyone can paste it. Uh, no, no. What does no, it no, no. I'm, no, no. You, you can't say this because you haven't visited the place. Hmm. I give you the name and the telephone number of the barber who hmm. narrated the entire story to me. So no, it is. Be, I mean, what I'm saying is, it can be used as a as ah, a symbol of be. of. Uh, identity. Yes. Identity. If just, you just see like it like that, it would be used. But no, no. You, you need to have a preconceived notion to see it like that. No, no you, 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 that, 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 that could be true for either side. Like having that could be true for either side. Yes, so it is true for my side. So, Manisha, you want to weigh in on this before we move on? Yeah, I'm in the land of angry Hanuman. I just think that the guy who made it, of course, said that he made a Hanuman. For him, it was a Hanuman with an attitude. And uh, the wires piece, which started this controversy, perhaps was a little shallow in its implication that with a few conversations, the piece tried to say that, you know, all Hindus, if they look at that angry Hanuman, they're going to, you know, some militant feelings will erupt into, in them. But, so of course, not every Hindu that looks at that angry Hanuman or has the angry Hanuman in their, uh, you know, pasted behind their car is militant or believes in a militant Hindutva ideology. But for sure, militant, those who... The, the proponents of militant Hindu, Hindutva ideology are using that Hanuman. Yeah, that course. is for sure. No, BGP, no, that's not uh, correct. Ramsene, uh, all that's these not guys correct. in... Uh, and I am Ramsene giving... And the Ramsene in Karnataka? Yeah, you have a Ramsene here. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is they're using the angry huh? Hanuman. I didn't know Hanuman yeah, was I mean, important to them. I thought yeah, it was a North Indian. There are t-shirts also being made, by the way, of the angry Hanuman. So, of course, uh, that uh, segment of right-wing ideology has seen many in it and has cooperated and will use it as subtle propaganda to, you know, put it into people's mind that, okay, this is the Rudra Roop of whatever Hindus, Bachkir and that type, whatever. Hmm. As opposed to a Hanuman who's generally looking, you know, his general imagery is quite benign. docile and sweet and benign. No, yeah. Although I saw um, there's a, 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 a angry uh, Shiva also. Have you seen the one, the black and white one? It's a oh, new yeah. thing. I, so, you know, I saw it before that, I had left for Bangalore. Yeah, so I saw yeah, those, but, but that's a lot I, angrier. I mean, Hanumanji is kind angrier, of annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanumanji is saying like, dude, don't piss me off. Shiva is saying like, I'll kill you. So the, it's completely red. It's black and white. Like this is saffron and black. The Shiva is hmm. black and white and the eyes are completely red. No, I was... It is I particularly was, menacing even though yeah, Shiva, you know, we're used to him seeing in a thunder. You know, he has yeah, yeah, but that's a very menacing. I saw that. it for the first time but yesterday. imagery is quite... It's, it's menacing. No, I didn't have any opinion about it in the past. I noticed that and I left it there. But now after going to there and, and finding out, and we have a case in hand where the three persons with angry Hanuman on their back, they have been booked. Oh, for a case, so 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 I think we, I oh, only talk facts. That could be so a coincidence. Us, there are many many benign people carrying said, Hanuman. I said Hanuman I said there are there are a group of people the taxi union who are going from shop to from market to market shifting out Muslim See, shops moderate, and they are giving the rate list hmm. that's what I'm trying to say a moderate Muslim may also say Allahu Akbar hmm. a terrorist may also say that sure. so yeah so, of course but that that is true but while that can be true um, anyway we have we have a we sent a bunch of interns around town because I saw a lot of pieces being written about what is whether Hanuman is angry or not is angry Hanuman <laughs> angry Hanuman is he thoughtful is it we said hum kyun pehle gyan humne paanch interns ko bola ki jao taxis jahan angry Hanuman hai unse video pe poochho Hanuman ji gussa hai ki nahi hai kyun gussa hai aapne kyun lagaya hai 
दूध का दूध पानी का पानी हो जाएगा हम क्यों पहलेगा uh second it is uh, anecdotal journalism would always be would be always be my word against your word hmm. so that that does not prove anything hmm no but on the rudra bit like even rudra shiv is not at all uncommon but the image of shivji when you see the you know the new angry shivji it is menacing i mean at least to me who is a very i mean who is sort of a shiv bhakt and who does know of you're a shiv bhakt pandey ji pandey ji the I mean, shiv bhakt i'm i'm a, i'm every bhakt yaar i'm a ram bhakt i'm a, i'm a hanuman bhakt uh, i'm a krishna bhakt shiv depending on the days and the <laughs> and what i need specific have you seen shole <laughs> uh i would be one of those horrible people who didn't who haven't seen shole you haven't seen shole you're a shiv bhakt oh. and you haven't seen shole You should be ashamed in that Basanti. Haan, wonder. Because see, the, there's the Tanki scene, <laughs> then there is the क्या बताऊँ मौसी scene, then there is the scene where Basanti goes. Yonki Shivji, मुझे ज़्यादा बात करने की आदत है नहीं, लेकिन मैं हर सोमवार whatever रखती हूँ ताकि मुझे husband मिल जाए. Good husband. And behind Shivji is is this one standing, Dharmendra saying Kanya. ये जो वीरू है ना तुम उससे शादी इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग आइडियोलॉजिकल डोमिनेंस i am not saying whether he's angry or whether how many you know mudras he appears in i think that is kind of going the tangent into another that is not even i mean of course one can talk about it for purely you know academic uh, purposes but that is not what i'm talking about just telling anand because i think you're talking about whether he's angry or not angry for me that's irrelevant is the as question as, of ideological dominance that's yeah, i mean i just think it is not for if using that it is not but that i have been used by people uh, who want to push hindutva yes. that we cannot argue about okay. whether everyone that has that sticker is a hindutva proponent is of course not that's ridiculous I mean, that's, that's of course not that many people will not have it yeah. everyone who has it is not a proponent of I I mean, that like yeah. Yeah. yeah okay now we have um, another issue which is this whole kaveri which brings us back to karnataka the supreme court uh, just for our audience for those of you who have not been following this for the last many years uh there have been riots on the day of the supreme court judgment there has IPC been ipc is not happening ipl is not happening in ipl yeah that was cancelled so the supreme court has said it's sheer contempt on the center's delay over the kaveri board now um is it uh an issue in in uh, this election because i haven't seen anyone like bring this up in any speech is that because of supreme court involvement um it's not it's not such a again it's a it's an election issue it's a problem for uh, mandya again because that is the only region that benefits from kaveri water the rest of the farming regions like northern karnataka have no don't benefit at all from kaveri and that's where it's really dry really bad drought hit all the time so it's not really a pan karnataka thing but mandya and these regions is where uh, people talk about it and there's constant uh, it is an election issue but not so much i mean i haven't I haven't really even in the um, speeches, sort of the campaigning. I haven't really heard Kaveri even 
from uh, even from local leaders and all it's not an issue they bring up too much farming yes agriculture irrigation yes but the release of the water is not something that's really discussed at least among the people that i met okay i quickly have but again it's also again an old south i mean old mysore region problem it's not a pan karnataka okay i have a quickly couple of emails which i'll read after that if anyone wants to discuss anything else please keep that in mind but i'd like to just discuss one more issue and we haven't discussed anything international for a while and that has been commented on my twitter timeline by many users uh, overseas so we might want to discuss trump backing out of the iran nuclear deal i'd like to hear what everyone has to say about that although they have you know i think the best piece on that will be by international writers but anyway um i'll just quickly read these mails this one is by himanshu dear news laundry team my name is himanshu tyagi this is my third email thanks for weighing in on the previous two indeed i am a subscriber i am writing since you have once again touched on a topic close to my heart i want to add on to the brief discussion you had about the masala news item on 50 iitn starting a pro dalit political party firstly at the outset i would like to contradict what anand mentioned i don't think that brand iit is diffusing i regularly interact with iit undergraduates i think they are now even better trained at problem solving and analytical thinking their core competence perhaps the brand iit represents a middle class demographic that is very aware of the capitalist market demands that is very aware of capitalist market demands and waves of the time and will mold itself to ride any such wave second taking a cue from anand vardhan's book i will explore the abstract underlying i have not written any book no no he does not literally book. okay acha take a cue from anand vardhan's book i will explore the abstract underlying the concrete the larger issue here is how any effort to start a ground level movement in india is only half hearted and amateur Indians seem to have mastered the art of latching onto the successful capitalist western societies and providing blue chip workers of various kinds to them. These societies have provided transparent paths that elevate a Sundar Pichai from metallurgy metallurgy engineering student at IIT Kharagpur to the helm of the most revered enterprise of the world. I mentioned a transformation because I believe that a metallurgy engineering program at IIT has not been designed to train anyone in the skills required to lead google we indians are happy to traverse this path without pondering upon to what extent and how can we transform a developing and fragmented society such as ours into the ever so thirst ever so shiny western society machinery in fact whenever we try to carve such a path for ourselves we find it very hard to create scalable mechanisms and sustainable systems that underline any successful enterprise political or business aap is a case in point so is this new 50 iitn party but still as a society we must learn to appreciate these efforts which are perhaps doomed to fail over the standard indian model of latch and replicate the latter will limit the rate at which we can develop as a country though certain individuals such as mr pachai and mr nara may see a meteoric rise may see a meteoric rise himanshu okay, um yeah. anand you want to say yes, something yes, on that yes. first uh, this is a you see on to uh levels i want to answer this first is the personal observations hmm. uh i was not undermining iitns i just said that brand iit has taken a beating hmm. and uh, i have uh, given to suvam two reports uh which says the same and because uh, of proliferation this yes, is which say the same and he he will uh, link it to the hafta new hafta hmm. and uh, say one of the reports was not even whether the brand iit has diminished or not it was carrying a postmortem who killed brand iit 
So, uh, and proliferation of institutes and uh, uh, lack of enthusiasm among the passing out engineers in the technology domain. So, uh, and a lot of other things. So, so the franchisee, the diversification of the franchisee has not gone very well. Uh, so, also, uh, as I teach civil service aspirants, uh, a large number of my uh, students are from IITs, and they are as less enthusiastic about technology, I means technological innovations, pursuits, uh, as uh, any, say, uh, engineer from an average uh, engineering college would be. So. Uh, even um, the situation is such that uh, this year, uh, three engineers uh, from IIT Kharagpur, when, when they were uh, when they got an interview call from UPSC, they were brushing very basics of say mechanical engineering or uh, civil engineering because they had to answer questions from their academic background mm. questions. So that is the level of their comfort in their core discipline. Sure. So. Uh, it's not that uh, out of any grudge. I, 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 I am. A, I am just an. I was just an average humanities student. I, I had my own share of envy with IITians, <laughs> and uh, you can uh, attribute that to that. But uh, my own uh, experiences plus. Uh, well-researched uh, reports regarding it, which Subham would pro provide, that was the basis of my um, yeah, observation. And yes. the links are below. Yeah. I just had one more thing to add, Himanshu. Uh, I don't think you can bracket AAP and this 50 IITians party in the same basket. I think AAP, BSP, they have been super successful uh, templates. Whereas that Lok Satta party, and I stand corrected, apparently he has won one MLA election. So, uh, Mr. Jay Prakash Narayan, but that's the only one he's won. Uh, even BSP have been spectacularly successful enterprises as far as political... Uh, BSP is a huge success story. So, so uh, I think you're clubbing all, all these together up and my point was that top-down approach at forming a political party doesn't work. It has to be a bottom-up approach. That's That was my point. And there's another email by Chetan. I can't read the whole thing, Chetan, because it's almost 500 words. But what Chetan says is, Hello all, I'm relatively new to News Laundry. And yes, I subscribed. It has been an interesting experience listening to you guys on the Hafta and reading your articles. You guys seem good, but I'm also cynic, so I'm not putting you on a pedestal. Hope you guys continue to improve and survive the tough business of journalism. You should never put us on a pedestal, first of all. Uh, no matter how good we are. <laughs> Talking about recent haftas, something that stood out for me, Abhinandan's counter to politicians showing off wealth, everyone else in the panel seemed to have, like most Indians, drunk the Kool-Aid and think it's completely normal for a politician to be a Karodpati. A political leader is ethically bound not to make wealth using his power. There's something a school kid knows that adults seem to forget. Chetan, just one uh, kind of difference. I didn't say that Politicians shouldn't be wealthy. If they have family wealth, well, they are wealthy. If you are, you know, representing Pakistan or India, and I gave the specific examples of that Hinarabani Khar and, you know, Modi or that other dude, uh, Indian, I think Kamal Nath or someone, you can't be wearing something that costs like 80 lakh, 15 lakh, 40. I mean, that's like crass. And a lot of these guys are very well educated, doing school guy, Kamal Nath. But if you do not even get that, or Hinarabani Khar, I mean, you're carrying like that Burki bag or whatever. I just, 
anyway so i didn't say they can't be wealthy sure you can maybe you've worked very hard but once you entered public life and if you are representing a country where most people don't even have 200 calories okay they do but they don't have 3000 <laughs> uh, then you shouldn't and uh, then he's gone on to talk about the my um, the michel wolf stand up and he endorses it he thought it was very good and brave and um, he has spoken about the control and order general he says he's read a lot about it and he's realized what a powerful position that is and it's a pity why he doesn't know i mean more stuff doesn't come out of the cag in checking why things are wrong maybe we should look into is the cag doing its work so we have trends like in uh, election commission when tn session was there then suddenly it becomes uh, an issue and then when vinod rai was so then it's uh, and um, then he has some things to but, say but uh, but having said that i think cag is still doing a very fine job mm. they give us lots of leads to mm. work on mm. so i think if we take those leads seriously and we work further we'll have wonderful okay. stories before i move on to uh, manisha i'd like to start with you about mm. what you think of the iran deal if you want to weigh in on that but before that since anand wasn't here last week anand what is your view uh, basically what this mail was in response to was that i was talking about I don't know whether yeah someone said that people grudge Modi you know a rich lifestyle that he whatever the the cap he wears or whatever jacket he wears or suit he wears is very expensive someone had said that it belongs to whatever this brand or that so I had just said I don't think anyone grudges anyone that but I mean for me the most glaring example was Hina Rabani Khair because I don't know if you remember when she came they were like half an hour show about what she was wearing on NDTV about this bag that she's wearing and that whole thing I realized cost like thirty lakhs like just what she was wearing on her body. and i thought especially if you're representing india or pakistan or any such country and you're dressing like that at an international event it reeks of a crassness so um i i think uh, and yeah i think madhu disagreed she said that you know if you want to dress that's fine it's nothing wrong with the 20 lakh suit that modi wore or whatever just want to win and then we can move on yes mr modi comes across as a man who has a suspicion about himself that he is handsome so uh, so, so uh, he, he, that shows in in his uh, sartorial statements and uh, i have a lot of confusion about what to make there was a, i am taking an extreme example of george fernandez hmm. who never uh, wore ironed kurtas right so it was as if someone has pulled out his kurta from a lota hmm. and given him <laughs> so and he never changed it he mm. never changed that to, uh, till he went to into coma or whatever stage mm. he is in now so uh, and i was uh, at, as a school boy i was attending uh, uh, an election meeting in nearby ground and he was uh, speaking he, and he was uh, speaking and people were very upset about his attire <laughs> so uh, uh, maybe not very outlandish and very extravagant but people want a, a degree of say Uh, means even modest dressing mm. you need not to have that uh, appropriate needs uh, yeah, and appropriate clean, yeah. need. but yes the optics of public life uh, does not allow you to be uh, in incongruent with your surroundings It means mm. uh, if you are in public life you can't be wearing armani suits to uh, public functions right so uh, that is also incongruent but paying no attention to is it is also, also you can't be a slob you can't yeah, be look yes, yes, yeah okay so manisha why don't you start uh, do you want to weigh in on trump's deci- decision to back out of the iran nuclear deal you have anything to say on that no i don't have much to say on that 
Okay. But on the and just a quick thing on the Modi thing that you guys were talking about, yeah. about how he's being perceived. When you talk to a lot of people, uh, like as I have here uh, in his rallies or uh, you know regular people, and he's this whole perception of the suit boot sarkar or him wearing a you know that expensive suit. It's something that is really restricted. I feel to the Delhi circle or to maybe an English speaking audience because. When you speak to uh, when I spoke to locals here and all, Modi has this really early image among most people because also the opposition on the opposite side is Sonia Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi, like right. a dynasty, you know, uh, guys. So when you talk about Modi, people, I don't think many people view him as this opulent guy who's wasting money or who's spending too much time on his clothes and doesn't care about people. Sure. Okay. Mostly people are really hardworking, you know. Hmm. Chaiwala who's risen up the ranks hmm. Except we haven't found one person till today who bought chai from him But anyway, I'm sure maybe he wasn't <laughs> such a good salesman then as he is today His son was a Chaiwala, no? uh, sorry his son, his father yeah, was But he claimed he also used he, to serve chai He, he used to claim that he helped him yeah. So anyway, so anyway, I'm yet waiting, standing by for someone who bought chai from there But Raman sir, on the Iran nuclear deal, you want to have anything to say on that? No, only thing that... Uh, the Irani president, he has, uh, he was very diplomatic and I think mm. he has handled it very well. He responded mm. to the Trump. He, I mean, he wasn't aggressive in his, uh, you know, response to uh, whatever Trump has done. Mm. So that's the only thing that I noticed and especially, and uh, for us, I think we need to worry about prices of the petrol mm. and the diesel. Right. That's the implication for us. What do you think, Anand? Yes, I I, I would need uh, more. I am I. It's um, is one of my areas, so I would uh, like to study it more. Hmm. But it's two instant reactions. Hmm. So uh, first is uh, that uh, Mr. Trump has unexpected delivered not badly on foreign policy from U.S. national interest point of view. Not take him as uh, international statesman, but from U.S. Uh, national interest, which is the prime currency international relations. So I don't give a lot of uh, weightage to international laws. International laws, they have meant nothing for big powers. So Mr. Trump, uh, some analysts are putting it that it is his first step to attempting a regime change in Iran uh, because uh, a lot of resentment is building up against the current uh, in, the incumbent. Now, Indian response, I think, uh, was a typical diplomatic jargon. All persons uh, should sit together. Uh, and no, all sides. There are only two sides. That's US and Iran. So uh, it was between them. All sides, what I mean, say, it, it, it was an unilateral with from US. So uh, I think uh, there have pieces which have come today that India has also a slight advantage in this situation, which I would like to study. And uh, maybe when I come next, I would comment on it. Okay, um, I you know I'll I'll wait for Anand's study because this is this is his area. But purely because I consume ridiculous amounts of media and you know what I've been reading, uh, I've read. Uh, a piece, you know, in, a, in an Indian, I think in the Daily O, about why this is actually some sort of masterstroke by Trump. And of course, the regular Western media narrative of CNN and the likes that this is a huge problem, especially when he's negotiating with Korea, North Korea, because then there is no reason that they should take their word. And it makes North Korea's hand stronger. So the merits or demerits of the decision notwithstanding, I think what this des definitely demonstrates is Trump 
likes to cock a snook and show middle finger to you know regular international uh, protocol or what you'd call the presidential way to conduct decision making the settled pattern yeah and i think he thrives on that um i don't think it'll end well but i think that is his i don't even think he looks at the pros and cons of what's going to happen to the decision he just sees is this decision going to be a big middle finger to the people who want decisions to be taken a particular way and what happens i think is just uh, is 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 a byproduct good or bad we'll have to see so anyway um on that note come on everyone let's have our recommendations and the song today is dedicated to all the iitians who may be listening <laughs> to this so uh, wait for your song but uh, manisha you want to give us your recommendation first yeah i will recommend all the karnataka election pieces that news laundry has on its website along with one piece in the huffington post on it's a profile of um, uh aam aadmi party uh, chief who's contesting elections here his name is prithvi reddy is known as the arvind kejriwal of bangalore and aap is actually contesting about 28 seats but interestingly none of the central leadership has come down to rally or campaigns or anything i mean even yogendra yadav has come down for swaraj india but no one from aap has so this I- is an interesting profile of the guy he's taking on uh, congress uh, k congress's kg george who's kind of quite a corrupt figure like he's been accused of corruption land grabbing abetment to suicide and all that have you got prithvi's interview i haven't is he bangalore based he's bangalore based i can get it yeah i think it'll be interesting he's an interesting guy yeah. he's an educated guy he why kind not of... yeah i still have one more uh, in fact we have two more days before the yeah, th- i think it'll be an interesting uh, interview like a... interesting interview to do yeah sure i could do a video interview with him thank yeah. you okay manisha thank you good luck okay. great work bye 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 raman sir your recommendation uh, of course our uh, karnataka coverage that was in my mind and self publicity uh, sub self publicity pelo and uh, no no in fact <laughs> we are going to come up with a page also acha uh, today or tomorrow and we have a new techie in the house uh, let's hope we can make a page uh, and he's can... not as slow as he looks <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking relax okay in case you think what a weird guy this guy is okay and uh, second uh, we have this weekly newspaper here patriot hmm this by t- tonight we are going to upload a cover story which is on the facebook mm. so there is one uh, senior banker based in bombay who is arguing that we should dump it mm. and there is another senior writer based in delhi he says ki no we we need facebook to survive oh i see so so it's a so uh, very interesting uh, story the two stories okay so the, which is going to be cast cover story and mm. it will be i'll give you the link All right. Hmm. I am recommending a book or two three books by same author. Two three books by the same. आज का लोग tweet पढ़ने के ज़माने में तीन book पढ़ने. So you see, uh, it is contextual in the sense that in in the wake of bicentenary celebrations of Karl Marx, Karl Marx, so there have been pieces. Uh, largely, they have been eulogies, and the, those which have been critical of him have criticized uh, him only on the failure of uh, the. Econ- his economics or the dictatorships that his philosophy has spawned in different countries but uh, and, uh, not on the basic uh, uh, fallacies of marxist philosophy mm. and uh, it is strange because one of the greatest liberal ph- philosophers of 20th century and uh, liberals are not talking about him had uh, attacked marx where marx was considered to be the strongest and he was karl popper 
so uh, his classic uh, open society and its enemies volume 1 and 2 in volume 1 he demolishes plato and aristotle and in, in second volume he takes on hegel and uh, marx and uh, clinically dissects them now okay um so well i was actually about to suggest something else but i might as well just suggest these two because i forgot it was marx's birthday in our last hafta and um we didn't really talk about marx so i'd uh, recommend the radio open source podcast on marx for those of you who don't like reading and just want to hear 20000 words spoken uh, by two scholars uh, and i think they do a fairly um, comprehensive critique of marx as an individual as a human being and not just as an economist slash philosopher although famously he himself had you know kind of rubbished his economic theories and eco- economics basically as a pursuit which is not his favorite so it's it's a really nice podcast which tells you about him and i think what it also demonstrates is that for his time um i mean the one of the lady criticizes him that while he was a feminist because the workers he spoke about at that time you know the workers at home were basically women uh, almost 80% so he was in one sense a feminist because he was speaking up for a large chunk of the working force that were women but yet his approach to his daughters and the marriage was was very um for the times so i mean i just think it puts it in perspective and there's a piece which i disagree with but i i suggest you read it as well because it kind of demolishes marx it says is marx still relevant by peter singer it's in project syndicate the link is below but the piece that i really want to uh, recommend was it's in gq it's um, a most american terrorist the making of dylan roof uh, so he's the guy who had um, you know um, barged into this church and shot a whole bunch of black folks including children and it's a, it's a long piece i think it must be i don't know 10000 words and it kind of goes into this guy's life and how he even during his trial he didn't show any remorse he did not show that you know what he had done was wrong or he was acknowledging what he'd done was wrong and i just um, i mean it's it's a good piece because it shows you that that every you know if i was just thinking that certain parts when you read this piece you almost feel sympathy for the guy all these some done something so evil and horrible he's a racist who wants to shoot black people dead including babies but you feel bad because when they describe where he lives you know his friends describe the way world he came from it kind of puts it in perspective at the end of it you realize what he's done is horrible it's not saying that this guy is a good guy and please feel sorry for him but in india in the mainstream media or in any media i don't think there is any place for such pieces and that is what is sad which just lays down this is the guy's reality and it's not judgmental in any way this piece it is like that this is where he lives this is who he lives with this is how his life is and uh, i think that is an interesting study because it it makes you see where you know real horrific violent people come from they don't come from any workshop of a laboratory like an rss or something it's not necessarily they come from there they can come from the most least likely places uh, or even a you know a madrasa or the way people have the stereotype so yeah it's beautifully written um anything else to add anyone gentlemen no no thank, thank you. you panel until thank next you. week guys please subscribe pay to keep news free because then our reporters can stay in hotels and not with their friends and do more work because i'm sure manisha's spending a lot of time with her friends just chit chatting at a hotel she had no choice because there'd be no one there so she'd have to work 
So yeah, until next time, bye bye. Thanks for your support. You see, the whole country of the system is juxtapositioned by the hemoglobin in the atmosphere because you are a sophisticated rhetorician intoxicated by the exuberance of your own babasate. My name is Anthony Gonzalez. What's that? Right. My name is Anthony Gonzalez. मैं दुनिया में अकेला हूँ दिल भी है खाली घर भी है खाली इसमें रहेगी कोई किस्मत वाली ऑल द न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट आर अवेलेबल ऑन स्टिचर आई ट्यून्स एंड एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म प्लीज सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हेल्प अस कीप न्यूज इंडिपेंडेंट catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel